You're about to listen to Tadpog. Tyler and Dave play old games. It's a comedy video game podcast. We would like to stress that the hosts are not experts and are really just very crass commentators. Seriously, this is an explicit podcast that happens to talk about video games sometimes. So please enjoy this pretty okay podcast with Tyler and Dave. Hello, Internet, and welcome to another Tadpog podcast. It's a show that happens weekly mm-hmm. where two old guys talk about old games, or sometimes they talk about independent games. Yeah. It depends. It used to be a Tadpog staple. Tadpig. It is. It's a Jadpig. Josh yeah. and I talked about this on the episode we recorded on Donut County, and it's. I, I said, you know, it's perfect because Josh and Jacob... They both start with J, yeah. so it works out. So pretty much, these Just have been Jad Pig episodes. Get that like, get that uh, new logo ready to go. Like it's uh, it's a very lazy alteration of the logo we currently have. It it's is just, a post-it note over <laughs> over the J. Uh, oh right, and it's just like Tyler's hair is colored yes. like there, no hair is added. Yeah. It's just like changed to darker brown. brown, and then like the beard. Thank you. Thank you for being like brown. brown. It's brown. Dave. Brown is my hair. <laughs> brown is my hair. Hello, <laughs> hello. I'm Jacob. I'm Jacob. Is my hair. Uh, yeah, we got Jacob here of hey. Wolf Fighting fame. Hey, what's up, guys? We're gonna talk about a little game called Into the Breach. Yeah, it's a little game and also like not so little a game with a big heart. It's a little game with a big heart. Yeah. Well, it's a big like empty heart. It's a big like. <laughs> tentacle evil like looking heart okay yeah like uh but it's there like a heart tattoo that you pick off the wall kind of thing yeah where it's like i'm 19 years old and i feel like i would like to present myself as a badass yeah i would like that heart with the tentacles on but it, i please. still want a heart but right yeah because like deep I'm down only presenting myself as a badass but inside i'm right like exactly a soft teddy bear i haven't yes i haven't graduated to full chest monster logo tattoo so we're gonna start we're gonna start small and true to my heart there's got to be someone out there that has a chess piece of the monster logo yeah yeah we can find it right now I, you God. want you want to see one uh, yeah, i mean yeah kind All of right. but this is not fuck. gonna take long oh well let's try this hey siri show me a photograph of a monster logo tattoo chest piece let's see which how she does i don't think there's any way that's gonna happen i couldn't find any matches as <laughs> thanks thanks for checking my photos library so i i felt judged by siri uh excuse me dave it's like if you want one pussy go out and go get, get one, one. <laughs> be the one. change you want to see in the world right oh man that's like the star-bellied sneeches <laughs> <laughs> that was it all the, all the time uh the they ones went, that got the stars on there there was uh, it just, was just um, chess pieces yeah oh, man we could we should reboot Star-bellied sneeches. I got this. I got All this. Right. I'm okay, going to go good. home and like g- get this script cranked out. Perfect. What, do you want 150 pages on star-bellied sneeches? Oh, I thought you were going to offer... I thought you were going to try to make me like a deal. It's like $150,000 of this. It's like, yes, please. <laughs> Man, psh, theater is uh, lucrative. It's opulent. Yeah. <laughs> There's one thing I would use to describe my life. Opulent. Yeah, that's yeah. it. That's the word. <laughs> yeah. Hey, man. Hey, I don't know when this is going to publish. Yeah. We were, we were talking about that earlier because um, 
this is essentially a, a break in case of emergency episode. Yeah. You're available. I am. And Do we want to give them context for like kind of the time? Sure. That it is? Yeah, when it is right now that we're recording this. It's right after the most recent episode was Donut Country, right? Donut County. Donut County. Yeah. That you uh it's Donut, Donut Con- County. Don- yeah. Donut Country is the, the Donut the Kong Donkey Country. Kong, right? <laughs> Man, if you haven't listened to the Donut County episode that I did with Josh, I don't know if it's good, but I had a lot of fun. <laughs> I'll say that. Like, uh, we essentially built a religion on Funky Kong, Ugh. and it was one of those where we kept coming back to it, and it just felt <laughs> good, where it's like, this is such a dumb joke that we're just going to wallow in until it's either funny to someone else, or it's not. It's just funny to us, yeah. and that's... A-okay. But you're I'm good already so far into it that yeah. it's like it's it's worth it to keep swinging. Yeah, might as well. Let's just do it. It's gonna be maybe it won't be funny ever, but we laugh every time, and that's all that matters to me. Yeah, I. Uh, so it's right after Donut County, um, and so anything that you have heard since then has been recorded post this episode. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, middle of February. Mm-hmm. Of, in case that in case there's like we need an alibi like like <laughs> you want to go ahead and date what well in case it, the podcast gets released and it was like and like america has been attacked since oh, then right. and, yeah, we're, like, like, we're still by funky kong yeah like america had been attacked by funky kong and <laughs> everyone's like these assholes <laughs> how dare they this is not a joke we're still living funky in kong. a world that is not beset by funky kong and His bananas and where we don't all have to get around via like minecart. Oh God! Yeah. Oh, what a nightmare. So, He's got his surfboard. Yeah, and he doesn't care. He's fine. He's fine. It's the one percent Funky mm-hmm. Kong. Do you remember when that giant Funky Kong uppercut the head off of the Statue of Liberty? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, God, if only we had known, we would not have said the things that we said today on this podcast. What a d- and he like grabs. <laughs> grabs a giant mic and is like if it weren't for this podcast <laughs> dudes oh man that would be like at least good that would be a huge moment press. for tadpog yeah the biggest moment for tadpog if, if as history books were rewritten yeah. oh man that they were the reason the that source. america fell under enslavement of like essentially claymation <laughs> gorillas pre-rendered 3d <laughs> graphics is because <laughs> because of a podcast mm-hmm. tadpog it, yeah. Needs attribution. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> this ticket. <laughs> this ticket needs attribution. Uh yeah, we um we've made some Wikipedia appearances. I don't know if you know that or oh, not. Fuck. Um we've been deleted from all of them. Someone added us to notable people of Paducah. Nope. Whoever like whoever handles that Wikipedia oh, page is like, I don't know, I don't know these guys. But to be fair, we're there with like, you know. Stephen Curtis Chapman and like Ugh. Urban Cobb and it's it's like it's like okay sure uh, Alvin Barkley you know like people yeah. like where it's like yeah these people belong in the list yeah. we didn't really belong in the list I think you guys belong on the list but it's flattering anyway yeah and then we were also mentioned on the um, Son of Sam Wikipedia page because of the because of Tyler's yeah. Call of Cthulhu game and we were on that one for a while oh man what a bummer that that got deleted uh huh ah so I don't know. No, that sucks. It's okay. I am also not on uh, Wikipedia um, for anything I've ever done. So, like, I don't think that I've ever been... Well, no, that's not true. I My name was mentioned 
Um, what about the, the movies? Paternity leave one, I guess. Yeah, okay. But then I don't know that there is another one for what's the matter with Gerald or anything like that. That's one more than I got. Hey, hey, yeah. all right, okay. I mean, both times, both times I've been mentioned on Wikipedia, angels yeah. came and smote that. <laughs> <laughs> but it is a thing where everyone else has a link except for me. Is it really? Yeah. That yeah. well. Charlie David's got a page. Chris Salvatore has a page. Matt Riddle Hoover has a page. Your boy, none. So, well, someone after hearing this will surely be like, <laughs> "It's okay." Let's Jacob it's York funny. regularly appeared on the podcast <laughs> that did bring down the destruction from from the Funky Kongs. Yeah. So yeah, you'll totally have your own page. Oh God, thinking about multiple Funky Kongs is really—I don't even. I feel like that's, that's the first hard. step. He's got a big barrel. Actually, it's not a big barrel. It's just a regular sized barrel and just has his face on the side of it. And then like like Funky Kongs wearing helmets and like very well fitting military suits, like with spears or like pushing people, humans into the barrels. And like that one by one, they crawl into the Funky Kong barrel. And then like there's that puff of smoke. And then out of the barrel comes a Funky Kong. Like, and they're really, they're really like Fuck. animated and like doing that. What, what kind of walk would you, it's not like a crab walk, but it's like, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, like, I do. It's like a walk where you kind of put your hands at shoulder height, palms down, and then you just kind of back pop. and forth. Right. That walk. That's how Funky Kong like, walks. Like you're a cool surfer guy right. who is like used to riding on the waves. Yeah. But you're on solid land. You got to get your land legs. Yeah. Got to get your land legs. Oh, um, man. This is making me so sad for the, f- for future <laughs> David. For America. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. Because we are not going to be, we're not going to be thought of highly. No, we've blown it. And particularly, too, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be a total bummer for Tyrone, too, because like he's not even on this episode. It's true. And everyone's going to be like, wait a second. So, like, was this Jacob guy always on the podcast? (laughs) Yeah, probably. (laughs) He's probably like one of the hosts anyway. Yeah, it sucks for everybody. Yeah, it's a bad situation. But I like to think that because Tyler's not on this episode. Like, he'll be saved? Well, he's kind of like the hero. He's kind of like the one that they kind of forget about, you know what I mean? (laughs) Where it's like, all the Funky Kongs forget about him. And then, like, he comes around at the end, like... With a shotgun, just like blowing Funky Kongs. Uh, I hate to put that image in everybody's head, but but, but like desperate times call for desperate measures. Sometimes you got to shoot Funky Kong in the back of the skull. Sometimes yeah. you got to do it. That'd be a lot of teeth. Because like when I think of Funky Kong, I just think of like teeth. Well, that I sent you that. Shades. I sent you that picture that I took from oh, at the uh, well uh, at the of Donkey Kong at the Nintendo NYC store. Uh, I know I sent you the picture uh, of that Kirby shirt, which yes, was yeah. dope as shit. Sure. Um, what was the Donkey Kong? Uh, it was probably one of those where I was like, "Oh, Donkey Kong." Yeah. The, oh, d- oh, Donkey oh, Kong. Oh, DK. This is going to be a really compelling audio. Um, while I look through my photos, the media demands that you, uh, I'm sorry, the medium demands, uh, that you, uh, please go through your photographs. Don't worry. I will, I'll send this picture and everyone will love it. Is it Donkey Kong with this guy? Oh (laughs) yeah. Yeah. That's frightening. I don't remember getting that. (laughs) So many teeth. So close to his face. Mm -hmm. I love it so much. But then, you know, I got that guy there. Yeah. Yeah. Toad. My boy Toad. It was very sweet. It was a, it was a good time. Toad it was a good time being there. But instead of red dots on his hat, it's a hat, right? We can go ahead and we can yeah, all agree it's that it's a hat, that it's yeah. not part of his head. No, it's a hat. It's Are a, there people out there that think it's part of his head? Yeah. And I think I think I mean, I guess I get it. In Nintendo Canon, Kingdom, it's part of his head. What? But, 
Yeah, like in the canon, I'm pretty sure it's part of his head. I feel like I've seen it before off of it. Yeah, but that was in... Uh, and he's got a different, like, t- Captain Toad treasure tracker. Oh, no, see, I haven't played Treasure Tracker. Or doesn't he have, like, a different hat? I think he actually just has uh, a headlamp top oh, around, around Maybe his. I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Which, if that's the case, that's a hat on a hat. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. Maybe it's part of his head. So, I don't know. But in the Super Mario okay. Brothers Super Show, he 100% takes it off of his head. Yeah. And uses it, I think, as a hang glider. So... We can all agree that that's probably enough. Yeah, that's canon. That's enough. I would say it's nothing from that. Nothing from that cartoon is canon. No, I think that only the cartoon is canon, and the video. Oh, everything else, canon. right? <laughs> the thing that the cartoon is based on. That is, is what that's makes the more sense to me. Yeah, because like, think about it. Just think about it. King Koopa, though. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I was Let's break this about, down. I was actually thinking about that the other day. If we have time for me to go on a dalliance Please. about yeah, um, Super Mario Brothers, that on this on a video game podcast, I, I know. Get the I, fuck out. I really look at. Um, I really look at because of Super Mario Brothers three. My perspective on on the Mario Brothers has completely changed. Whereas. Essentially, did you my, just play Super Mario Brothers three recently? No, or? but when people said, "Oh, Super Mario Brothers three is a play," the idea of oh, it, I got you. because it starts with the curtain opening and right. all of the. When you said that it's a play, my eyes got wide, and I was like, "Did they make a play at a Super Mario Brothers three? And I never heard about it. <laughs> no, but, sadly. But then I caught up to what yeah. you're actually saying. Right, the so game the, itself exactly is a play, and that the only. Basically, that everything continues to come back to Super Mario Brothers 1. Yeah. Super Mario Brothers, which is the only legitimate act of heroism that Mario did. And then 2 is a dream. And then 3 is a play. And then everything after that is just some... like. Takes some place sort, somewhere else. Well, no, that it's some sort of performance, that all of it is performative, that it is not a... Like, I just don't know that I... What's real, man? I, I don't <laughs> I don't take Bowser seriously as a bad guy. He's a goof. He's just a total goof. Well, he's been a goof and for then so long. play as him in Super Mario yeah. RPG, and he's very... Go- he's like... I think Bowser is the closest he's ever been to King Koopa in the Super Mario Brothers Super Show. Like yeah. he's never been closer in video game format than in Super Mario RPG because yeah. he's just like he's not like ev- he's like comically evil. He's you know what I mean? Yeah. Like and like everything he says is kind of like corny. Yeah. You know, and it's like, okay, yeah, this is like, yeah. Okay, it's a, a performance of a bad guy. Right, exactly. As opposed to being an actual bad guy, which King Koopa, who who apparently like just wants to breathe fire on you, just wants to jump on you. Whereas Bowser, like, Bowser wants to do that stuff, but he also wants to like wear a suit. <laughs> yeah, he wants to, yeah, he wants to feel handsome sometimes. Yeah. And I think that he, he just wants, he, look, I'm not trying to defend the things that Bowser has done, because clearly I think we can all agree that he's done some really heinous things. He's done. He's not a good guy. Right. But. Uh, and I am not defending him. I'm not defending his actions. do think he's evil? But I, I think he just wants to be loved. Yeah. And okay. I think he just wants to be loved. And also, like most villains, I think he's the hero in, in his, his own, own story. Life. Yeah. Yeah. 
It's just that his mind is really is incumbent. It's reptilian. On... Yeah. He's a lizard. <laughs> right. You can't hold it against him. Or a turtle him. or some kind of combination His of culture two. is different than ours. Right. And we should respect the yeah. turtle culture. Yeah. And, uh, or we don't. So anyway, all that all of that is just to say that um, I don't I don't know. It's probably a total fool's errand to try and like look at uh, the video games and be like, give me story consistency through all of the Super Mario World. But oh, um, do you want you don't want that? I don't do know. you? I well, it's I don't want that, but I also too went. I look for it. Yeah, yeah. I want to like. <clears throat> By virtue of the fact that, uh, sorry, did I make a, you looked at the... the... I, I did. I was just going to edit it out, and then you referenced it. Oh, so shit. It's, oh, so no. it's in forever. Hold up. Well, no, I'm, I'm going to take a giant pause. Oh, okay, perfect. Okay. <laughs> the truck ate silence. We'll get rid of that. There's there's no such thing as... No, uh, but I'd be a giant pause for you to be able to edit around if you want to. No, it's all good. Oh, we yeah. don't edit. Um, that's true. Um <laughs> But yeah, I just, I don't know. I, I I think that the human mind wants to find connections. And I feel like there are, I, I'm sure that whenever people sit down to like, even whenever they are designing like Super Mario Strikers or Mario Tennis or whatever, yeah. they think to themselves, okay. How does this connect to Super Mario World? Well, like what kind of, what relationships do all of these characters have with each other? Sure. And those characters are based off of their past reactions. Sure. And like past experiences. Yeah. And those past experiences are the other games. So it is kind of about like, how does this connect to Super Mario World? It's fun to connect. And how it. is it different from his rea- his relationship, Mario's relationship with Bowser in Super Mario World and his relationship in Super Mario Odyssey, where at the end they spoilers. are kind of like Yeah. <laughs> but yes, spoilers from for Mario Odyssey. But you know that the story is not why you play it. But where they're kind of like what? not friends, but they're not, you know, being antagonistic at the very right. end. Sure. So I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. So let me ask you this question. Yeah. Oh, where do you fall on the whole Zelda timeline thing? Is that a thing that because like from everything yeah. that you're saying, it sounds no, like that's a right. thing that you would love. Do yeah. you do you love the Zelda timeline? I essentially do. I think that um I think that there are there are things about it that I'm really interested in. I do like the idea that um, I think Breath of the Wild did a wonderful job essentially tipping its cap to the idea of this has happened so many times before and this will happen so many times after this. Right. Like we are in this loop and it is um, important that the hero of time wakes and rescues us, you know? Yeah. So I do think that I don't that, know that there is a specific timeline, but I do. I don't know. I think it's interesting. That's why I don't like the, to think that they're connected because it's like one of those where it's, and I know I've said this, this is not my original thought. This is something that I heard and I wish I could remember where I heard it. But when I heard it, I was like, yeah, like that makes total sense to me. It's like the legend of Zelda is a legend, it's a legend. and it's the same story that's being told but there are incongruities. Incongru- inc- is that a word? Yeah. Wow, I nailed it. Yeah. All right. We'll edit it out so I don't have that <laughs> lack of confidence so that you don't there after it. Question yourself. But it's just like one of those things where it's like that. It's the differences are the storytellers' right, differences, exactly. not the stories' difference. Right. Right. And like because okay. of that, I don't. I feel like if they're all connected, then it's no longer. It's impossible for those two to be 
the at, together at the same time where it's like, it's either a legend that's being told. It's the same story that's being told over and over again, or it, they are connected. And it's, I don't know. The, honestly, I've said this on the show before and I don't mean to get on the Zelda timeline <laughs> thing again, but like really what I don't like about it is it feels like a thing that's just, was not designed. It wasn't thought, okay, yeah. well, this is how everything's going to connect. Retroactively. Yeah, it feels yeah. retroactive. Like, oh, people want this thing, and we'll sell more Zelda games probably if we do it. So, But I, I see that. But I also think that there is something to, um, from a writer's perspective or from a creator's perspective, I do think that there is something to being able to look back at your past work and seeing connections. And I totally, yeah, I totally think you're right that it was not part of the plan. And maybe I do think that like being able to see patterns Mm -hmm. emerge, I think that there's nothing wrong with that. And that might lead to a different story that might lead to a story that does connect everything. I don't, I get, I don't think there's a, yeah. And I can see, like, I don't think there's an issue with like past projects you've done influencing future projects, but it's like, it's the retroactive stuff where it's like, come on, we know the development story of Link's Awakening. Yeah. Link's Awakening was just like a fun little th- side project that was being worked on. And then they were like, hey, this is actually pretty good. Yeah. You know what I mean? It wasn't like yeah. one of those where it's like, oh, and now we're going to do it differently because right. of, yeah, no. There's deep meaning to this. Yeah. And it's because another thing I don't like about the timeline is, man, sometimes video games are just video games and that is okay. Like, I don't need deeper meaning from every game that I play. You know what I mean? And it's like, I don't want it from some games. Like it's fun to think about like the super Mario brothers stuff that you were talking about. Yeah. That's really fun to think about, but I don't want any of it to be like ever like acknowledged by Nintendo. Right. Cause it's like, is that I, well, I guess that it feels like that is your problem. Your problem with it is not that the timeline exists. It's that Nintendo is trying to profit from it. Yeah. I mean, I get that. It's kind of both, honestly. It, it, it's, and it's like not just that Nintendo's like trying to profit on it, but it's like one of those things where it's like, oh, yeah, some people made this up. And it's kind of like, you know, how I felt like Lost was being written. Yeah. Where it's like, the, the writers like just go to the forums and like see the fan theories and be like, all right, that's it. You know, that's yeah. we're rolling with that. Like, I don't I don't know. It just seems it just seems slimy. I get it. I don't know. But I also think that there is, you know, you were talking about uh, video games don't need to have a deeper meaning. And I totally agree with you. I have been playing a little bit of uh, Bloodstained Curse of the Moon. Yeah, because it was free on Xbox. Um, I like that game a lot. And so I have, uh, I guess, uh, kind of enjoyed it. It is not my kind of game. Um, you don't like curses. You don't like moons. I don't like. You prefer <laughs> blessings and suns. Yeah, that makes sense. absolutely. Um, but I, you know, it has been fine, but it's just been something that I've kind of like, I can turn it on and play it for 15 minutes and be fine. Um, and it's short and I understand it, but it is just not my kind of game. Mon- I love that. I love that game and I love something that's happened because of it, or I assume it's happened because of it. That do you know the do you know the background no. of like why that game exists? Mm-mm. That game, that 2D version is a Kickstarter stretch goal when uh the bloodstained game was kickstarted, that was one of the stretch goals. If we reach X amount of dollars, there will be a uh 
old I school didn't even Castlevania know that there was a style. Bloodstained game. Yeah, it's it, it got pushed back Whoa. after uh, Curse of the Moon came out, and I have heard. I don't know if this is true. I can't. This this needs uh, accreditation yeah. right, for sure. But um, it's one of those where it's like. Curse of the Moon was so good that they were like, we need to work on this. We need to work on the 3D game a Whoa. little bit more. Yeah, because I mean, it was like it got a lot of attention. Yeah, uh, because it's That's really awesome. well done. And it is. and when it, and when the main game got pushed back, it was kind of like, are they doing this because? Yeah, like they didn't feel like the main game did as good of a job delivering as this yeah. 2D game did. That's so, awesome. Yeah. Right. And it did its like as far as like marketing goes, Curse of the Moon did its job because it's like yeah now now, now I want to play the the main game and yeah. see what it's about. So oh man, thank goodness they hit that stretch goal. Yeah, I know. Other, I mean, I had heard about it because yeah. I, I remember like seeing the Kickstarter being like shared on Facebook and stuff, uh, and I didn't. I'm pretty much done backing games on Kickstarter because I've been burned like a. Blake a whole bunch of times and it's like I know Oathbreaker Blake has brought yeah. up before where it's like it's not like the game isn't gonna come you know what I mean like if you don't kickstart yeah. it what's to stop you from just buying it yeah. when it comes out and I'm, it's like yeah I guess that's right but it's fun to kickstart things sometimes well and if people don't kickstart things things then don't, don't get happen right. yeah um and I think that like that is something you know I was the only game Kickstarter I think that I've ever given to, I may be wrong, um, but was that, uh, f- fuck, what, the, um... The Alfred Chicken MMO? No. <laughs> the, um, God, not, it's not Blade Runner, but it's the, like, D&D version of Blade Runner. Shadowrun? Shadowrun, yes. thank you so much. You're welcome. Um, that, I gave to that. Nice. And that was really great. Mm-hmm. And if, and I felt I'm glad like that you a did certain that. amount of pride yeah. whenever, you know, I would see people talking about how good it was. Right. It was like I had a little part in yeah. making that happen. I believed in that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I do think that it is, I don't know, I, I like it for video games, but I also understand your perspective because people have just been burned so much by, you know, fucking vaporware. Yeah. And I mean, it's not just video games. I've backed uh, a few tabletop rule books. Yeah. And it's, I haven't been burned so bad on those. They've all been late. Like every single one of them has been like, yeah, no less than a year late. And it's one of those where it's like, well, whatever. I'm kind of just buying this book because I think it's a cool concept Yeah, and I'm looking forward to reading it, but I'm probably never going to run it. You know, it's just kind of like one of those things, but like the video games, like I I want to play. Yeah. I want to play that shit. Exactly. It's different because it's, I don't know. It's just different. I feel like a lot of the, and it's, I know I mentioned it last time I was on, but I really think you would love blood, sweat and pixels. That oh, book yeah. by Jason Schreier. Yeah, 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 yeah. I really think that you would love it. See, I was confused. Two of the games on there in that book are done through Kickstarter. Um, and hearing the way that they, just the way that, the way that Kickstarter allowed them to work on these games and still like pay for their kids to go to school. Sure. It made me want to invest more. Yeah. Yeah. It was, a, yeah. I think it's a really good book. I think you would enjoy it. I was confused because the last time you were on talking about it on Minute, I think it was, yeah. uh, you, when you, I was doing the show notes for that and I was looking for like a Kotaku article. Article. Oh. I'm so glad you said article because every time I, every time I call 
an article online, an article, I feel like the oldest person on earth because it's like, this isn't, I, I call it an article because it's professionally written. Yeah. But I think most people just call that a post. That's bad. <laughs> but it's an article. But it's an article, right? Yeah. Because someone was paid to write it. But then someone could also come back and say, well, plenty of people are paid to write. Yeah posts you know where it's like i don't know 50 off your next purchases of uh, contact lenses i do give i do give kotaku kotaku gets a little bit more credit from me as a like legitimate industry news site so i think that that again, might be the let's difference. date this we're recording this in february 2019 so <laughs> yeah this is long Hopefully before nothing will come out about funky steven totillo right, right exactly it's long before funky kong took over kotaku <laughs> And used just his, made it <laughs> his main political platform. Like it's it's his propaganda machine. <laughs> Kotaku says Funky Kong great. <laughs> Too many Fun- teeth, not for us. Five bananas up. <laughs> um, yeah, I I don't know. I like I don't want this to turn into a just me talking about how great that book is. But I think you would love it. I, I need really to read it. I've got it. a lot of video game books that I need to read. Yeah. Uh, like Console Wars is one that's like brought up over and over I and over. I own that. And the nice. problem is I own it as a book and not as an audiobook. If it was an audiobook, I would have You'd already work, listened yeah. to it. Yeah. This podcast brought to you by audible.com. Console <laughs> Wars is available on there. And I've thought about like, oh, man. I've thought about like That's just a... getting the trial. Yeah. But I'm not going to do it because it's like one of those things where it's like, there's no way. Like, because what's going to happen is I'm either either really going to love it. Yeah. And I'm going to like. And then you have to spend that money. Right. On exactly. Right. And it's like, I can't. I've already, like, I'm already doing Spotify, Netflix. We're paying for no ads on Hulu. And it's oh, like. Wow. Yeah, I mean, look at you. you. Look at me. I'm big fancy boy over here. I can't do. I can't do the ads, man. Yeah. Um, especially like because Hulu has movies too, and it's yeah. like I don't want a commercial break in a fucking movie. Oh, they have ads in the movies. I don't know, but I assume that they do. Oh, I don't think they do. Oh, that's good. Okay, yeah. well then, well, I'm still gonna pay for it. Um, <laughs> I've actually uh, because I've been watching a lot more uh, basketball because my wife is not in town currently. And she forbids basketball. Um, she doesn't forbid it, but she is not psyched <laughs> to watch, you know, like Mavs Sixers on a Thursday night with me. Yeah. Um, but I have actually I have actually really enjoyed getting back to just like like regular old television commercials because I haven't watched them in so sure. long. I've only watched like YouTube, right, Hulu, very specific branded directed. Right. So like seeing something about like, hey, take a vacation in Tel Aviv is like so novel and fun to me. It's really weird to see like when it was at I saw daytime television for the first time in forever oh because God. Chris Black and yeah. I went to um, like a local restaurant and they had a TV in there and it, we went there for lunch one day and it was just like, is this what TV is like yeah. at 1130 AM? I can't remember. Like, I guess at college, maybe I watched some daytime yeah. TV, maybe, uh, but I'd rather, I, I don't, probably not. It was probably like in the background as I'm playing Neverwinter Nights or something, you know, <laughs> yeah. it's just whatever. But I mean, it was just like seeing like a car commercial yeah. was like, oh, no wonder I don't know what cars are out is because like, I don't give don't, a, I don't give a shit about cars. Yeah. And it's like the only time I know anything about cars is when I need a car. You are forced right. to give a shit about cars. Yeah, which happens like 
rarely, thankfully. Yeah. So it's like I, when Nikki and I, we were looking for a new car because uh, the Grand Am died. And it was like uh, we I say we I'll put all of it on me. I learned like that I knew nothing about because it was like, I learned like new models that had come out. Like since I last bought a car, which to be fair was like 2002, yeah. you know? So, I mean, it's like, Oh, okay. And then like finding out that certain like manufacturers, like don't do as good a job as they used to. And that yeah. kind of stuff. My favorite show in New York were local commercials. Oh yeah. Yeah. Because the place that we stayed in had cable and like, Watching cable is a really novel experience for someone who has essentially completely cut the cord. Sure, yeah. It only watches stuff that is a la carte and directly delivered to right, me. Right. That is exactly what I want to watch at the moment. But uh, yeah, it felt it made it feel like I was living in a hotel. One of my favorite things to do when I travel, yeah. especially overseas, is watch TV. And it makes me feel like a garbage person. American. Yeah, because it's like I could I could be like out seeing this country right yeah. now, but I am just compelled to watch like how is it different? How is yeah. it different than our TV? And it's like it is. It's very different, which like makes me want to watch it more <laughs> because it's like I can't get this at home. I need to watch I gotta, I I, gotta, I gotta watch it. Like I remember being in a hotel in Germany and uh flipping through the TV at maybe like six PM I found this show where there um, there was this big, massive hill that like went down into a valley. And on top of the hill, they had naked people strapped into giant hamster balls. And they were just rolling them down the hill. And it was just like, what is this show? Is it like, is this just a segment? Or like, do they do this each week? We're like, come back show. next week while we push down the cast of The Apprentice <laughs> down the, the hill. We'll see who wins next time. Right. They'll exactly. take on our champion. Right. And it's like, is this is this like a sport in Germany that I didn't know about? Or what? what is it? And then like going to like, when Nikki and I went on our honeymoon in Spain, like the TV, like the late night TV was like all these like interactive game shows and wow. stuff where it would just, it reminded me of, do you remember like when we were in college, like commercials for ringtones? <laughs> they all, oh my God. yeah, they all looked like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. But they were game shows where it's like, you call in, it's essentially like HQ, but on TV. Huh. Uh, and some of them were luck based and some of them were trivia based. I assume I don't speak Spanish, but yeah. you know, you kind of, pick up on yeah. what's going on if there's a C -C -C. There's, yeah right if there's like a photograph of historical looking photograph it's in multiple choice it's like yeah. this is probably trivia <laughs> <laughs> this is trivia i speak I guess, spanish I speak, now yeah. i'm kind of i'm i don't mean oh, to brag but oh, un poquito yeah right uh man let me tell you what's there's probably nothing in the world more terrifying even like a funky kong invasion <laughs> than renting a car in spain oh. not speaking spanish driving around getting stuck at a toll booth and trying oh, to no. trying to explain like that a you don't live here you b you don't know what what you're doing or where you're going you're lost and it's just like, yeah, it's an adventure. That is great advice. It's great advice to be like, yo, keep change on you for yeah. toll booths. Yeah. Just, just, just do, do it, it. Just in case. Just do it. Because it's like we had, yeah. I mean, it was just, we just kind of turned around and <laughs> uh, like stopped at a gas station. And I kind of like 
was really upset for like two minutes. <laughs> like, you know, just like that feeling of like, yeah. it's, it's one of those where it's like, it's just a reminder where it's like, you are a long yeah. way away from anybody other than your wife yeah. that you know, or could help you out in a situation. Yeah. You know what I mean? No one here will protect you. Right. Exactly. In Spain. And go, go back to Paducah. Yeah, go back and go back and watch their late night television. But <laughs> please stop by their McDonald's on the way because that is also a thing that I absolutely one hundred percent have to do. I did that when I was in Mexico. Like I would, I would to, too. I've never to to been McDonald's. to Mexico, but I would totally like. And now I need to go. So I, can I have check out only, McDonald's. I have only been out of the country once, and it was to go to Cancun for spring break, my senior year in high school. Spring break. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and we had a great time, um, and I've never been out of the country since. It's a total bummer. I want to go to London so bad. So bad. I'm very jealous of Go to your... London. That's eh, money. Eh, money. But like... Sneak on a ship. Oh, man. Getting if... like a little getting like a little cargo cart. If only. I'm not bendy as, as bendy as I used to be. <laughs> like when I used to sneak into... Yeah, right, sneak yeah. Sneak into railway cars. You used to get in trouble freight. for that yeah, all the time. All the time. Yeah. Well, you know. Fuck, should we talk you about, want to talk about the end of the breach? I mean, I guess we can. Let's do it. Jacob, do you hear that? Uh yeah, man. What uh what does it sound like? I do. It uh it sounds like uh it sounds like a bunch of um uh, mechs stomping over the seas of New York to fight the rampaging hordes of Funky Kong. <laughs> I was about to say, are the mechs piloted by Funky Kong? No, or, right, no okay. it's, they're saving us from right, Funky from, Kong. That are burrowing out of the earth, like <laughs> <Yeah>. the giant <laughs> insectoid <laughs> Funky Kongs. Hands up to the shoulders right. like cool surf yeah. dudes. You know what? I would absolutely. This is a this is a challenge. It's a I mod. W- yes, I want a mod to Into the <laughs> Breach where you're fighting Funky Kongs. So get get on it. <laughs> Life's a breach. Yeah, but I didn't come up with it on the spot. It was 100% the name of the oh, Twitch stream well, that's that still I did. Bad. Still, though, so. bad still. You came up with I it. I just wanted to reuse the joke because uh, that was one that I that typed. Good. And I was like, I'm just going to bask. <laughs> hey, Henry, <laughs> come see how clever your dad is. I, uh, by the way, also, since you brought up Henry, it'd be I'd, funny if he walked in right now. <laughs> how funny are you? Um, uh, okay, do you know what do you know about Funky Kong? <laughs> oh, shit, all my humor is based on this. There's context. Um, I don't know that there has ever been a more pure laugh recorded than on the minute episode when you told me about him. About you saying you'll have to put your shoes on uh, and him just dropping it. I that shit was so funny to me. It killed me. It f- killed me. My favorite thing about that story that I told you on minute about Henry was that I had told you that story prior, yeah. but I left out the very end of the story on purpose. Oh, because man. it's like I figured that it would get you better <laughs> if you like because you'd already heard the story, so yeah. you're essentially go pretending that you know, you're not yeah. like lying like oh this is the first time i've heard this story but, but for the sake of this it's show, a performance it's... of a conversation right exactly yes and then so that last little bit was like completely new and i was like i hope <laughs> this catches jacob off <laughs> oh, guard shit i thought it was so funny oh i thought it was so funny of course i hear the mechs <laughs> coming over uh, uh new york wasteland to fight the funky kongs which of course ushers in a segment that we like to call Dave reads from Wikipedia. I thought you were going to keep uh, going. I was like, it's like inspirational. All right, that probably, that's probably good. 
<laughs> I'm doing this thing now where I tell you to do it. And then... Okay. All right. Now we can all get... How many bars was that? Uh, Into the Breach, everybody, is a turn-based strategy video game. Which we hope you did not want to hear us talk about. Yeah, for the last 42 minutes. Uh, it was developed and published by Subset Games, consisting of Justin Ma and Matthew Davis. It is the studio's second game, following FTL, colon, Faster Than Light. Fuck the Light. Fuck the Light. It, that's, the, the, that's the missing LCD sound system album, <laughs> Fuck the Light. Uh, it features writing by Chris Avalone and music composed by Ben Prunty. It was released for Microsoft Windows in February 2018 and for Mac OS and Nintendo Switch in August 2018. I played the Nintendo Switch version. Same. I think you did as well. Yep. Yeah. Um, did you play FTL? I did not, no. Okay. Um, I was interested in it, but um, but I think that ultimately it just the way that people described it wasn't appealing to me. Where what it a, was like, what oh man, it? you're it's so fun. You have to constantly be like worried about every fucking thing on your ship. And I was just like, Oh, oh that doesn't sound like fun. <laughs> that sounds but the reason, difficult. The reason I ask is because I think into the breach is based pretty much around the same kind of concept Yeah, because it is like it's FTL is a roguelike in space where it's yeah. like, at any moment, if your ship is destroyed, there are no save points. Yeah. So you go back to the very beginning of the game. Uh, Into the Breach is is pretty much the same treatment on a strategy game uh, where it's like if you lose all the power on your power grid, no matter where it, when it happens in the game. You're, you're done. You're done. Pack it up. Go to a different timeline. Right. One pilot. You can send one pilot to a different timeline. Yeah. It's... Um I started playing it because uh, a buddy of mine, whenever I was in New York, said, hey, stop watching commercials for a minute. (laughs) You've got to try this game. Um, And like I tried it and enjoyed it, uh, but waited for a sale to pick it up. And man, I you got it for sale on Switch. Yeah. Oh, man. Nice. Yeah. I'm jealous. It was uh, like it was 10 bucks. And which is why going back to a lot of this is going to be it's. into the breach is very much in conversation with minute because we brought up into the breach during that last. Yeah. And I, uh, we ended up, uh, paying full price for minute, but, uh, because I got into the breach on sale, I was comparing it to a $10 experience and God, it is a great fucking $10 experience. It is into the breach, into the breach. Mm -hmm. It has so much, replayability mm-hmm. um because the story itself is not very long it's simple yeah it's yeah, very simple essentially um the world there are aliens taking over the world yeah. and you gotta fight them right and essentially all that's pretty much left are four islands yeah uh that humanity is clinging to uh and on those islands they have i guess buildings that provide power for the grid the electrical grid that keeps the VEC, the in, the giant kaiju insects yeah. under the ground. And like, okay. that's the big thing that like, I think is really cool about this game. I've played strategy games before. Yeah. This game is different in the regard where it's like, I feel like in most strategy games I've played, it's you versus an opponent. Yeah. And it's like, you're trying to kill all the enemies. 
this game, there's kind of a twist on that. Your your life is essentially those buildings that are that that are providing power to the grid. Every time one of those buildings is damaged by you or one of the the vec, you lose a like a pip of energy off of your meter. Yeah. And when that meter reaches zero, you start with like six. When yeah. it reaches zero, uh, you lose the game. Yeah. The vec like erupt. The power grid goes down, and the world is just like overcome by giant fireflies, locusts, beetles, uh, the hornets, yeah. and that kind of stuff. And funky Kongs and Funky Kongs, <laughs> but only you know after you guys release the mod, <laughs> right? Um, yeah, it. I don't know. It does, and it does a really wonderful job of communicating what are essentially like kind of complicated ideas to you very easily easily and very elegantly because um there is never a moment when you don't know exactly what is going to happen right. they do this they do a thing where because it's turn based they allow you to go first but they show you what is going to happen whenever the vec attack right they show you all the enemies moves yeah they're like this is the prediction of what the moves are going to be and the game calls it a prediction but it is it's a it's a i'm sorry they call it a projection yeah and it is with 100 accuracy yeah. like the enemy is going to do what the game shows you that they're going to do and so that gives you the opportunity to you know if you see that a vec is about to hit a building, you can maybe run over there and use an ability to push them over. So instead of hitting a building, maybe they hit another vec. You right. know, there are, which is really fun. It does just such a good job. And that was, you know, going back to my problems with darkest dungeon. Um, <laughs> yeah, we, we, here we are that again. Might, yeah. I'm, I promise I'm not going to mention <laughs> it very much on this episode, but that, um, with darkest dungeon, I, kept being like what the fuck do i have to do to win how do i fucking win you mm -hmm. and kindness <laughs> yeah I, I just wish i could i should have given darkest dungeon more smooches courtesy um, <laughs> but into the breach they say hey this is what you have to do this is what you have to do to win and you may have to make some hard decisions mm -hmm. along the way yeah you may have to uh Sacrifice one of your pilots yeah. in order for a building to not go down. Yeah. And it's like one of those, like, yeah, there are tough, tough decisions that you have to make. And ultimately, too, it's kind of a bummer, but uh, it's like, you know, you're going to get more pilots. Don't worry. Oh, you're yeah. going to get more pilots. So they might not be as good. They might not be as good. They might not be as leveled up or they might not be as or have as uh, as good a powers as you are used to, which was a big thing. I lost I lost like one of my main guys and he was the one that you could place anywhere on At the, the board when you're choosing yeah. like your starting oh. position and it's like he can damage enemies yeah. like when he lands. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that uh, I can't remember his name, but I liked him a lot too. I don't he remember would, any of their names. He would always get me in trouble. Yeah. Because like I'm kind of glad that he died because it was like, I mean, I would put him, I would place him right in the middle of it. So like he would deal damage to as many enemies as he yeah. could when he would land. But after then it was like, Oh, oh you're shit. right in the middle of all of the <laughs> right. shit. Uh, I like the idea. Like it, it comes back to like this game being replayable because yeah. it's like, not only are there different mech squads, like you start off with like a base mech squad, which is like a combat mech, which is like a big punchy mech, uh, a, essentially a cannon. Yeah. 
a cannon mech and then an artillery mech, which like arcs art, artillery shells. Yeah. And you can unlock a whole bunch. I think there's like 12 squads that you can unlock with mm-hmm. different mechs. I personally haven't unlocked any other ones. You have to complete like you have to complete achievements with certain squads to unlock other squads. Yeah. And the achievements are always like a thing like I was gunning for. For but, like maybe a battle. Yeah. And then what happened was I got so like into the game and wanting to play the game well that I completely just forgot that, oh yeah, I need to unlock some achievements. There too. was one that my buddy Chris was going after where it was like, finish this island in 30 minutes. Real and time. So, yeah, yeah. And so he was just like, particularly at the end, just getting so stressed oh, out yeah. about it. Because this is a game where you want to think about it. Yeah. And like, because the enemy's attacks or their actions are uh, projected, it's makes this game feel less like a strategy game and more like a puzzle game. Yeah. Because, I mean, they're like a very elaborate puzzle game mm-hmm. because you really have to think, well, okay, if I move this mech here, he'll be in range to attack this opponent, but him doing that is going, he's going to, now he's in the line of fire yeah. of this other Vec, but then I can take my other unit and push that one out of the way. And then it kind of like, you have to kind of follow this like sequence that you you're to, creating. Yeah. And you have to really be able to visualize it because they do give you the option one time per battle, right? Where you can take a turn back. Right. You can take a move back. Right. And and they fit that into the lore because you're time travelers. Yeah. And you are uh, traveling to different timelines trying to save that world, that timeline from the Vec invasion. Uh, So it's nice because when you reset the turn... Um, it's right in line with the with the story of the game, and like characters will even like there's dialogue in the game, and the dialogue I think is great. Like, yeah, one of the pilots it's really hard boiled and straightforward. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's really it fits. You yeah. know, it it fits the the tone of the game. But it's like when you use that ability, like one of the pilots will say something like "deja," you know, "deja vu," or like one of the corporate leaders. I think Jessica Kern, the yeah. the the stern the stern old lady, yeah. uh, will say something like that so uh it's i think it's really cool i mean and i love like when you when you land when you start the game and like the mechs land because they're all like dropped from space and land on this small map i love that too like the maps are small they're like on an isometric grid that's maybe like what 10 by 10 yeah i mean like i don't know exactly but they're not big is my point it's not like final fantasy tactics or something where you have to like Go spend four turns traversing the yeah. forest. You know, it's it's pretty much most mechs can get all the way across the map in two turns max. Yeah, you're going to be within. You're going to immediately be fighting. Right. It's th- this is not a thing where you have to travel to each other. Right. Exactly. And it's also not a thing that you can really grind, which I think no. is great because it's like every time you land, you have a certain number of turns. You essentially have to survive. Uh, and that's all you need to do is last through all the turns, meaning that none of like all of your mechs are standing and you have enough power left at the end of that, that round in order to go to the next, to the next round. Yeah, it is. And it's a really well designed game. The, I think, uh, I defer to your opinion as the designer, of course, but, um, it is, 
I like the way things look in the game, and I also like the way it feels. Like it feels like you see the mechs land and they have weight. Yeah, you know well, the sound design is great. I yeah. thought because I really thought about like why do I love it when they land, and it's because they do a great job like with the sound. Like the sound is really good. It's all pixel art. Yeah, and the animation is wonderful because yeah. like when they land and hit, like dust swirls up from where uh-huh. they land, and it's like that's a nice touch. And then people in the buildings are like. Uh, the rift walkers are here and it's like you'll see like a word balloon saying like uh, honey get my glasses and it's like mom they're here to save us and yeah. it's like they do a good job of like that game needs setting that. you in the world right the game needs that because it's like otherwise it gives me a human connection yeah. it's one of those where it's like oh shit like they want me to know that there are living civilians in those buildings and it adds weight to mm-hmm. the like I wanted to save those buildings anyway because they are literally what's keeping the game, my game, going. Yeah. But it's like, let's throw another layer on there where it's like, hey, there are children in that building. Yeah. <laughs> and and like, all fuck. of them are going, if the vet gets it, the, they're, that they're thing gone. is done. Right. It's toast. Yeah, it is. I don't know. I uh, As I am in the middle of talking about it, actually, there's part of me that is like, I don't know how much there is to talk about it because I just think it's a good game. I just think that it is a... Very good game that has a ton of replayability. If you're going to it because you want a story, that's I, I think it's that not that's a, good a reason. mistake. It's not a good reason to come to the game. Yeah, but like the mechanics of the game are so clear and elegant. Um, I will I will say this about it. I started playing. I read essentially like a tip page about it being like a tip article if you will um on gamepro.com does that exist probably not um let's let's buy it i think yeah we should buy it i can't uh, (laughs) i'm sure that's less than ten thousand dollars yeah which they wanted to charge me for hypercritical.com oh my gosh (laughs) um i can't wait to to be scary terry again or whatever (laughs) right let's buy Um, let's buy the licensing rights (laughs) man that would be a fucking coup for ted uh yeah that would be be awesome yeah it'd be enormous Um, uh welcome to the uh, hello internet and welcome to the game pro podcast Uh, it's a show that we bought for fifty thousand uh, dollars. It was just... a good thank you for your Patreon money. <laughs> right, we did you saving. just got your your waifu picture. <laughs> right, um, that's a great stretch goal. Fifty thousand dollars <laughs> right? to purchase We're Game just, Pro. It's just a guess. Maybe I should get in touch with the Game Pro people. Yeah, I don't know. but um, they're probably like what Time Warner or something now. Yeah, AOL that's true. Time Warner. It's like you're not doing anything with it. Just give it. Yeah, to just me. give it to us. Um. <laughs> But I started playing. I started playing initially on normal, and then later it said, "Hey, like play on easy for a while." Um, and I did, and had a really enjoyable time playing on easy. Yeah, me too. Um, but I was, but also too enjoyed the move up and challenge to normal after yeah. that. Same here. Know? When I uh, when I finished I the knew game, what the fuck was going right, on? Exactly. When uh, when I played the game on easy, I, I streamed it on Twitch, and that was after uh, having played it a few times on normal yeah. and not getting to the end. Yeah. The farthest I got on normal, uh, there are four islands, and um, you only have to unlock two of the islands. You only have to complete two of the islands in order to enter the Go final battle. Go to the final battle, yeah. But I'm the kind of gamer. Yeah, I'm the kind of on. player where it's like, I want to see all the content, and 
I want to keep leveling these characters up and improving these mechs. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to just see how far I can get. I want to do all four islands before I do the final conflict. Yeah. Even though the game tells you the final conflict is going to scale in difficulty dependent on how many islands you've completed. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Like if huh. you complete two islands and do the final fight, uh, play final fight, <laughs> it's going to be, uh, it's going to be easier than if huh. you've completed three or four islands uh, and then gone into the final fight. Um, and the islands also do that too. Cause it's like if you, once you unlock all, all of the islands or anytime you unlock an island, the next time you play through the game, you can do the islands in any order that you want. You don't have to start at the um, archive, which is like the kind of foresty island where they've essentially terraformed it to look like old earth, the way things were before, before the Vec showed up. And then there's also this ice island, uh, which uh, has, it's too cold for, um, it's too cold for life. So there's just mechanical life. So it's like AI and robots and stuff like that, uh, that are frozen. And a lot of the, a lot of the obstacles in the game involve like Vec breaking, uh, uh, breaking a glacier or something that's holding a a robot that goes amok when it comes out. And all of the robots are, not oh. all of the robots, but a lot of the robots are against you, and it's like yeah, guys, and they're a pain come in the on. ass too. They're a giant pain because in the they ass. usually have those like long laser attacks yeah. that like will damage several tiles, and they stretch across the entire map. And it can't just be a situation where you're like, oh, I'll just dodge because if you are not in the way, maybe it'll hit a building. Right, you exactly. know, like, yeah. yeah. I don't know. It is a and but then also too. Those normally only have one health, but still you have to spend a turn and turns in this game are so precious. Yeah. Because essentially you really only get each unit gets like maybe three or four turns Yeah, for the, for one combat. Yeah. So it, and that makes it sound like it's a short game and that you breeze through it. But I know we talked about this already, but I want to stress it's one of those things where it's like, you think about your turn for a yeah. long time and it's like, Another thing, I think this game is well, very well put together because what I do when I play it is every turn, I try to get a perfect turn. And by perfect turn, I yeah. mean none of my mechs take damage, no buildings are destroyed, and we wipe the board clean of Vec. Like, yeah. that's the goal every, every time. time. Even if I don't meet that goal, if I work towards it, it's going to mean that the next turn is going to be better. Mm-hmm. Because this is like one of those games where it's like, if you don't treat every turn like it's the last turn, you will get overwhelmed by Vec. Because like each turn, more Vec are burrowing yeah. out of the earth, like three or four on normal, like are coming out each turn. So yeah. it's like, it's important to keep their population under control because you only have three mechs. At any given time. Yeah. Sometimes you have an NPC helper. uh, Who you normally have to wait a couple of turns before they come online. Right. And you can attack with them. Right. And they can't take damage or you lose an objective. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, it's kind of one of those where it is... it, it's it takes a long time. Each turn takes a long time because it's like I want to make sure that I do everything right. And because of that, like I was playing it earlier and I got to each island also has like a boss fight. Essentially, when you complete four sectors on the map, when I mean, you can choose uh, because there's more than four to choose from. I and mean, some of them have some of them give you um, essentially like 
uh, a currency. Um, right. You can either get power back yes. on your grid or you can get um, what corporate uh, recognition, yeah. which are represented in stars for the, for the corporate currency and lightning bolts for the power grid. Yeah. The, the stars are spent after you complete an island. You can spend those stars on cores to upgrade your mechs. Uh, you can spend them on additional weapons for your mech because every mech, this is where it gets even more customizable. Not only are there different pilots that you can put in a mech, give each pilot with their own special ability. Like Isaac Jones is a pilot who allows you to restart your turn twice instead of oh, once. Oh, yeah, I had that guy. Uh, Vera was one of my favorites for the longest time because one of the VEC tactics is some of them will web you up. And it's like, if your unit is webbed up and cannot move, you're essentially down to two mechs. That mech can still attack, but they're not able to intercept like a VEC that's trying to destroy a building. It's like a huge, like, I hate being webbed up. Yeah. So I rolled with her for a while because she has uh, immunity to being uh, stuck to the ground. Huh. Um, there's another pilot where he gets bonus experience. Yeah. Uh, and as they level up, essentially every pilot has three skills that they earn and those are randomly generated. So it's like they can have, they can get a bonus to HP. They can get a bonus to movement, which all translates to your mech. They can give you bonus to your, to the power grid. Uh, because there's another layer where it's like, once your power grid is full, if you start increase, if you continue to increase it, the defense of the power grid goes up. There yeah, is that's a- the other thing too. Is that there are moments where every now and again the Vec will attack one of the buildings, and you'll be like, "Fuck, right. no, oh no!" And out of nowhere, the building will remain standing because <laughs> it'll shield itself. With, yeah, because of the the power grid defense. So not only do you have not only do you have different mechs you can use, not only do you have different pilots that you can use within that those mechs, but also too there are different weapon loadouts right. that you can use yeah. on the mechs. Because so. every mech has their primary weapon, which is already built in, mm-hmm. and then you can tack on another weapon to that. Um, every every mech that the three starters, uh, you can put a secondary weapon on there. As long yeah. as you have the power, like everything, ha- you have to have a power core. Then this is where it kind of gets into like FTL territory because in FTL, you could upgrade rooms in your ship, but yeah. you needed to have the power to do it. So it's like, and it's one of those things like it, the game in, it incentivize, is incentivizing you to do more challenging missions where you might get two stars instead of one star yeah. because you know you're going to want to spend that mm-hmm. to upgrade your units. And it is a real like you think everything about this game you have to think of carefully yes. if you don't. And it's you have to think of how you move carefully. You have to think of which area to attack carefully you have to think of how you're going to spend your currency carefully everything in this it's a very considered game it all matters yeah Yeah. all of your decisions have weight yeah and i mean the the items that you get for corporate rewards after you finish an island those are randomly generated so it's kind of one of those things where it's like the things in this game that are randomly generated only uh, prolong the experience in a positive way. They yeah. only add to the replayability. It doesn't yeah. really take away from anything because yeah. it's, it, I never feel cheated when I play the game. Like whenever something happens, it's kind of one of it's, something bad happens. It's very much a game where it's like, well, I didn't see that. Yeah, that was that my bad. But ultimately, <laughs> yeah, it is. 
it is because it is on you. Yeah. It makes it clear the entire way. It is, uh, I would say that since we were talking about Mario earlier and how... The end of the breach timeline. I would like to legitimately (laughs) see that. I would too. I am interested in this world, but I also think that they do such a great job of, of giving you rationale for why they don't have time to talk about the world. Right. You know, because you are, it is moving the entire time. The second that you are done saving a timeline, you are on to the next timeline. You do not have a second to celebrate. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Cause they, yeah. The pilots essentially say, okay, on to the next timeline. Yeah. Yeah. And only one of them is going right. Two of them stay behind. So I'm glad that you leveled up all of those people. Right. It doesn't fucking matter. Exactly. Uh, yeah, it's, but in the same way that like Mario, if you are unable to get to an area in Mario, it's like, that's your fault because right. You have the tools. Mario has given you all of the tools yeah. to be able to get to any area you want to get to sure. in Mario. That is how I feel about into the breach. It has given you everything that you need to succeed. It is up to you whether or not you succeed. Get good noob. Yeah. So spend spend ten minutes thinking through a turn because literally that's yeah. like today I was playing on normal and it was there was a fight where it's like I know there's a solution like yeah. I know there's a perfect solution to this I just can't find it and I did I spent like ten minutes and it's like it feels good at the end of that ten minutes where it's like. There it is. Yeah. Then I get really anxious because I'm like, don't fuck up the execution because yeah. it's like you do like, and by that I don't mean like there's not you can skill do stuff involved, out of order. but it's timing exactly. Yes. That's the worst feeling is when it's like I got it figured out and then I do the wrong thing first and it's like oh yeah God oh damn it I just uh, it's all no good now so yeah but again and that's I have my already fault. used my my, yeah, my go time. back in time yeah. yeah. No. Yeah, it is. I don't know. I think it is a very good game. I think top to bottom, it is a very good game. And I think that it's like so worth $15. The fact that I got it for 10 is crazy. Yeah. Like no, it's, it's worth full price. 15 yeah, bucks. Yeah. 100%. I honestly even think I'm kind of surprised it's a $15 game and not a $20 game. What? Yeah. What would you pay for this game? What do you think? I mean, I... Th- like but, I'm psyched to have paid what I paid for yeah. it, but like fifteen's the perfect price. If someone had told me that this game was twenty five dollars, I would be like, I get it. Yeah, I mean, I get it. I don't think twenty five bucks is crazy. Yeah, but I don't think I would have. I think I would have waited for it to go on sale for yeah. sure. When you were telling that may be true. when you were telling me about it, and it's like I had heard about it, listened to other shows, and you mentioned, you know, let's do an episode under the breach. It was like, yeah, okay, fifteen bucks, no problem. And, you know, that was nice. It wasn't one of those where I had to, like, really think about it. And I was like, well, do I want to spend $15 on this game I've heard wonderful things about? Yeah. Um, It wasn't a hard sell. 15 bucks, I feel like, is a perfect price. Yeah. Yeah. But I'd pay $20. If it were higher than $20, I'd probably just wait for it it to go on sale. Yeah. And because, like, once something gets over $20, it's kind of weird because it's like, "Ah, I bet I can get it for 10 later. I yeah I totally get that. But when it's fifteen, it's like, well, well you go ahead and just spend the right. money. I mean, well, I get... is it worth five dollars to wait? <laughs> right, exactly. For two months, but which is a much easier question to answer than isn't is it, it worth ten dollars yeah. to wait? And it's like, oh yeah, absolutely. So, I, I I love the game. I thought it was really good. I I am a little worried. I'm not going to go back to it once I start playing uh, I War Groove. That. 
because I, they oh. kind of fill like I feel like they kind of fill a similar hole, yeah. you know, a strategy shaped hole. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know, but I mean, I would like to unlock all the mechs just because I want to see them. Yeah. I really, I am excited about Wargroove. That is a game I am probably going to wait until it's, well, I don't even have my Switch right now, so I can't play it, but I am almost certainly going to put that on my wish list and be like, hey, let me know if this ever goes on sale. The thing I got excited about with Wargroove is that it's like, when I found out that it's like ha- like loaded with features, yeah. it's like, oh, you can play this game like multiplayer? Oh. Oh, that's neat. And it's like... Dude, it looks like Advance Wars. Yeah. It just looks yeah. like it. I've uh, heard the campaign is like kind of iffy. Uh, so that's kind of a bummer. Uh, is a bummer. But, but like not like terribly so. Yeah. It's just kind of one of those where it's like, oh, well... It looks amazing. Yeah. Like I was watching Zalnop play it the other night and it's like, this looks like, uh, see, I never played advanced wars. So to oh, me, okay. to me, what it looked like was souped up shining force. Cause oh. it's, and it's like, man, this is like, okay, I can get into this. So yeah, I guess what I'm trying to say is look forward to a war groove episode sometime <laughs> in the future. Eventually. Eventually. <laughs> Uh, is there, did we leave out anything major about Into the Breach? I don't think I, so. I'm positive that we did, but. Really? I don't know. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's like such a, you know, easy to, easy to learn, hard to master. Yeah. I just think that there is so, it's, there is really so little to the game. It's just that every single bit of it is done with so much. You can tell that they took a lot of care with it. Yeah, absolutely. To make it so easy. Yeah. I do think that I was a little disappointed that it is not as groundbreaking as FTL. Because yeah. I feel like if, when I played FTL, and maybe it's because I'm not really like hooked into that genre. Yeah, I don't even know what genre you would call FTL. Because it was like such... Spaceship simulator. Spaceship like. management. You know, it's just kind of like... It's just such an interesting concept where it's just like... The concept itself is like what sold me on FTL. Yeah. Where it's just like, whoa, that is bizarre. Mech combat is not like, you know that what I mean? That is a little that's, bit more. That's not a concept yeah. that's going to sell me on a game. Like, I'm not saying I like turn my nose up at it. I like mech combat just fine. But, but it, that's not a reason to buy right, a game. Exactly. And it's like, I feel like FTL is one of those games that I can't sum up yeah. in three sentences. But I kind of feel like Into the Breach is. Yeah. That's not to say Into the Breach is a at fault for you know it's it's still a great it's just game. Not revolutionary. It's just right. I don't think it's revolutionary, and I do think FTL was. That is kind of how I feel about Witcher Three. I haven't played any of the Witcher games. I know we've talked about it, and I, I need to. Yeah, you don't have to. It's fine. It's like listen, I love them, but we've talked about how you have trouble finishing games. That is a game huge that, trouble. Like it's a it's a it's a big game. Mm-hmm. Um, but. When Galen was asking me about, like, what did you think? Like, how are you enjoying it? Um, I would end up saying, like, I don't know that it's my favorite game of all time, but I do think it's on the list because it doesn't do anything revolutionary, but everything that it does, it does perfectly. Does, okay. Yeah, um, and that's 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 a into the bit how I feel about. I this. mean, like, yeah, I just don't have the same amount of affection for turn-based strategy uh-huh. games as I do for what The Witcher was doing. Gotcha. Yeah, but yeah, I but just think it's such I, a well. I think it's incredibly well done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huge fan. Um, 
Into the Breach or Witcher 3 or both? Both. I The reason I need to play Witcher 3 is because I own it. Man. Yeah, I've got it in cellophane in my bedroom. I... But I can't, dog, because I'm going to be playing Apex Legends until I die, apparently. See, I don't. I have heard good stuff about that game. What is it even? Okay, it's a Battle Royale game. Yeah, not interested. I'm out. This is the first one I've played. Yeah. Uh, because I, I played Fortnite before it was like a PUBG a spin off. You're right. Yeah. Uh, it, man, I've, I've learned how to floss and everything. It's great <laughs> um, outside of the game. Uh, and it, PUBG, I know, probably yeah. not. Did you ever play PUBG? No, I didn't play any of them, but I'm okay. familiar with. Okay, so it's one of those. Yeah, uh, but I think, oh, I know what battle royale games are. They okay, so yeah. they fit, um, but they like f- really I'm fun on a video game podcast. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's true. I'm sorry. All right, I was about to say, how could I explain battle royale games to you in terms of Funky Kong? I know because what I feel like we could like really Call connect. of Duty Blackout. <laughs> right. Okay. Like, I know. Right. I get okay. it. All right. Yeah, I'm sorry. I don't know why I. I don't know why I got down. But like it's one of those where I feel like they're hitting that sweet spot where it's like they're get it's it feels friendlier than PUBG, yeah. But it feels more adult than Fortnite. Oh, I get that. So they're I they I feel like they've found the spot. The character design looks kind of Borderlandsy, and that's fun. Yeah, uh, I'm not a huge fan of the character design, to be honest. Yeah. Like it's just because they all kind of just seem the same. Yeah, to me, except for the robot character. Yeah. And, and maybe it's just because, like, comparing it to, like, Overwatch, where it's, like, every character is, like, designed, you know? And, like, it feels like they are visually styled so that they are very different from, from each other yeah. while still having a relationship to each other. Yeah. Uh, in Apex Legends, it kind of feels like they're all just kind of extras from predator (laughs) (laughs) you know what like that's like i feel like that's kind of like the thing um i know it's all in the titanfall universe it all takes place in the titanfall universe Um, i didn't realize that which is it's cool i know titanfall 2 was very fun titanfall 2 was very good and titanfall 2 was also very fun for like eight (laughs) dollars yeah i like it went on they i guess they just had like a ton of fucking copies or whatever that they had pressed and put out in the world but it was like so cheap titanfall 2 kind of came out like i remember when it came out i guess in 2017 i think it was like it hit around the same time like two other like big first person shooters came out and i just kind of feel like it kind of got swallowed up but like I the story it, is good. Yeah, the campaign was very yeah. good. Uh, my only complaint about it was like it felt very segmented. Yeah, because it felt very much like here you can travel through time. Yeah, and then like the rest of the game, it's like here you cannot. <laughs> yeah, and it's like oh, God, I really wanted the entire game to be traveling through time. That shit was very fun. Best part. It's the best part of the game. Ugh, like for sure. So good. Yeah. No, I have. That is, I. It does not mean that I am going to start playing Apex Legends, but it's, it's good hard. to know. I believe it, man. I'm bad at shooters. I am too, especially with a controller. Yeah. Like I spent maybe an hour today in training mode, um, trying. I turned the crank the sensitivity up, like on yeah. the on the analog sticks, like as high as they would go, and spent an hour listening to hip hop and shooting at targets. Like I mean, it was just like one of those where it's like. This is enjoyable to me. Like, you know, I'll go like in a fighting game, I'll go into training mode and burn an hour. Like no problem. Like just trying to work out combos and stuff. But like the problem always is I don't stick with it. You know, it's like, 
I'll do it every now and then. And what I need to do, like if I want to be like really good at a game is do it like every day. Yeah. But it's train. also one of those. Yeah. Trade. But it's also one of those things where it's like, it's a, uh, video, game. It's a video game and I'm a dad. Yeah. And I have a job. Yeah, you know, it's like, exactly. I would love to do it. Yeah. But anyway, I would have to be sponsored essentially. <laughs> like Tide would have to like make a really risky investment on me getting good <laughs> at Apex Legends. Well, that's, we'll wait until you get that game pro license. Yeah. There we go. It's going to be a different story. We'll leverage it. <laughs> then we'll all be set. Dave, the game pro. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I don't want to. No, let's not advertise that. <laughs> uh, if anything, like streaming on Twitch has taught me, it's like, man, I don't really know that much about video games uh, or am good at them. Ah, you're good at them, so. Dave. Come on. You beat Karnov. I was. Yeah, right. I was. You beat Karnov. We beat Karnov. Yeah, it's true. But anyway, Witcher 3, I think you should play it. But. I also, I think you should play it, and I have no expectation that you will ever play it. But if you do, I will like, I will call you and be like, "Where are you? What's like? What's the last Gwent card you picked up? Who's like, the last character you fucked?" It is the way I feel whenever I hear people talking about playing Bioshock for the first time. Yeah. I just want to, I want to call them. Wow. And be like. Tell me, just tell me, tell me what you're doing. Tell me where you are in the game. And particularly to being like, hey, listen, just call me back and put me on speakerphone whenever you get to Fort Frolic. <laughs> just, just, I just want to hear Fort it. Frolic? Fort Frolic is the best. Oh my gosh. It is my favorite level in video games. Wow. Period. It. Yeah. Oh, I love Better it. Better than any level in Karnov? I mean, listen. <laughs> I think I think it's just technological advancements that are holding back Karnov. <laughs> if you like made mm. that shit current today, yeah, a battle royale Karnov game. Let me breathe fire at a big stone head <laughs> that gradually like just disintegrated in front of me. Yeah, no, I'm into it. I don't mean to take this down. Like I don't want to take us down like a dark path. Oh, no, don't. Uh, but I'm going to have to. All right. Uh, for the sake of the show. Are you about to tell me that Karnov passed away? <laughs> no, I was going to ask you who would win in a fight, Karnov or 2099 Funky Kong. Oh, fuck. I think it's got to be 2099 Funky Kong because I feel like we've established that 2099 Funky Kong is giant, it's, right? Yeah. So, I mean... Or can assume whatever size uh, he yeah. sees fit. So, we're talking at, yeah, 2099 Funky Kong. Fuck. He's like a step away from Galactus, essentially. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Funky Kong's building his power on this planet so that he can become a cosmic entity. He's. Uh, we are a planets. stepping stone. Yeah. America, forget yeah. about it. Did you, the world. Right. Did you know that if you look into like the code from Donkey Kong Country, it essentially prophesizes that? <laughs> <laughs> and your eyes start bleeding. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Your face melts like end of Raiders. Yeah, 100%. And That's like, why no one's talked about it. Right, exactly. They can't. The one person who survived, no one believed them. This is a good creepypasta. Yeah. <laughs> The one that's like the video game creepypasta that I think is the best, the absolute best, which me as an adult man still kind of like, even though I know it's bullshit, come on. still kind of creeps me out is the one of uh, Drowned Ben. Majora's Mask. Yes. Majora's Mask. That is, that is the answer. Yeah. I that mean, is definitely the answer. Yeah. And it's like, even thinking about it, like, get, I don't know. I have this weird energy, you yeah. know, like this, like tingly, like, it's because wonderful. it's, it's, it, I don't know. It is. It is wonderful because it like, cause it's so creepy and, and like, weirdly, it does a wonderful job of setting everything up to being like, 
oh, this could happen. This could happen to you. You like you like going to garage yep. sales and like buying old games, yep. don't you? You've seen video games with the labels ripped off and yeah. like the title written on it. You've you've lo- you've popped in a cartridge, a pre-owned cartridge before and yeah. seen someone else's save files. You used to rent games all the time and that's and you would just see that. Right. So they hit on all of those yeah. beats where it's like even like I remember being a kid and it's like it's really cool like this is a vivid memory for me. I remember renting Mike Tyson's punch out, getting home, opening that like blue, uh, clear, that like, you know, clam the clear shell. blue clamshell yeah. thing that, and like it had the instruction manual in it. Yeah. It's like, yes. Cause that was rare. No, they didn't always have it. And then like going, looking through it, reading through it on the back page had a code on it that someone had written in. Oh man. In pencil. And I was like, what is this? And it's like, I I don't have experiences like that anymore. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that was like a mystery. And yeah. it's like, so I put in the code, and of course it takes me right to Mike Tyson, who like murder, <laughs> murders me. It's like welcome your to your face. Right? <laughs> welcome to your first experience with this game. <laughs> 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 well, uh it's I was I can't remember if I said this on mics during minute, but uh, it's like Spider-Man that I have absolutely insisted on not looking anything up. Yeah. I have just played and experienced it without anyone Mm -hmm. telling me where to go. Now, Mm -hmm. granted, it does a very good job of being like, hey, here's a giant flashing thing telling you where to go. Right. Um, But still, it has been nice to just completely remove the internet from my process. It bothers me. I have trouble doing it sometimes because I know it is the internet is so accessible. You know, yeah. it's like I can at any time, it becomes an exercise in discipline yeah. because it's like at any time I could look this up. And if I'm like, there are like Le- Legend of Zelda style games, like Breath of the Wild, for example. Oh, man. Dude. I looked so much stuff up because it is just like, I know if I spend like 10 more seconds fucking around with this, maybe I'm going to figure it out, but no, if I spend like 10 more seconds and don't figure it out, like I'm going to be frustrated, Yeah, you know? And it's like, so I'm just going to go ahead and, and look it up like that puzzle where you have to like, um, essentially, use the switch as like a labyrinth board. And it's like, I remember like I looked at it cause like I failed on that and I just was like easy way to finish shrine, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) And they were like, flip it over. Yep. (laughs) Yep. That was the answer. Flip it over. Um, I, I had a really hard time with that one. That was awful, but I think that I might, I can't, I've only done like two Tadpog episodes in like two years and I'm already like, am I repeating myself? But, (laughs) Um, that is the difference between you look at the hero's journey on Galen's save of Breath of the Wild and you look at the hero's journey on mine on Galen's. It's just this like, like she never teleports. She never fast travels. It's just like this long interconnected line. Every now and again, she will teleport around. But yeah, it's particularly to the way that she is playing the game now is she is like, yeah, I'm going to places that I haven't like colored in solidly and just like walking around in those areas and figuring it out. Yeah. Wow. Um, whereas with me, it's just like, like I want to go to the next objective. What is the next objective? Right. Um, and I looked all of that up. I looked up a bunch of shit from Witcher. Uh, so like I, I tend to approach games now very much like, 
hey, I will solve this. I will do the work, but I don't want to have to like really figure shit out. Sure. Don't like, don't say to me, Will, you go north and you turn right at the statue that sort of looks like a like an <laughs> a, a ape, a funky car. And I don't want that. Right. Um, I just want you to show me a screen cap of where I need to go on the map. Sure. And it would actually be helpful if you could show me a pin, a screen cap of a pin on a map. Uh-huh. That'd be great. Yeah. I'm just... Yeah, I have lost the ability to enjoy that kind of challenge. Yeah, no, I understand. And I think it's become I think it's because of age. Yeah. Or, or honestly, I think it's because of the other responsibilities that come along with age. That's the real point of Tadpog, I feel, is that it's the key word is not games, it is old. <laughs> yeah. The the point of Tadpog is about two men struggling with their impending mortality. Absolutely. Who don't work in the video game industry. Yeah. I yeah. feel like that's important too, because it's like, this is not like our livelihood. You no. know what I mean? Like a lot of podcasts are like video game journalists yeah. and stuff. And it's like, they're doing their own thing. Oh, and it's like, that is, that's kind that's really cool because it's like their responsibility. It ties into what their livelihood and their yeah. responsibility. Like, Pretty much all this for us is just extra stuff. So it's like pretty, it's just kind of a, I don't know, a non-expert opinion on or commentary on things. Yeah. So, and I like, God bless them. I need, I need video game journalists out there on that wall telling me what is worth and not worth my time because they spend their time because I cannot spend all of mine. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. God bless them. Anything else uh, about Into the Breach? No, man. I don't. Um, I don't know that it has achievements, but uh, I don't know. I imagine it does. Probably like on it, the Windows version or Steam. Like, yeah, probably does. Yeah, probably. It has in-game achievements that you use to unlock the squad. Oh, well, those. Yeah, but they don't have but, like fun, clever right, names. Right. It's just they're like, just do like this do this thing. This. Right. It's very congratulations. Yeah. You did it. It's very utilitarian. Yeah. Very much like Into the Breach, where yeah. it's like. Look, we don't have a lot of time for uh, frivolous things yeah. here. We got to like we save didn't the world. We spend any time naming. Yeah, right. Who has time nope. to name something? Giant insects are literally trying to eat us. That's a good point. I don't so. even know. Like if my child were born, but in the midst of like a giant insect invasion, I would probably be like, we're going to hold off. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to put a pin on this. <laughs> <laughs> Let's figure it out in a second. Right now, I got to get in my neck. <laughs> I gotta fight. I gotta fight funky right now. Where did the mechs come from? Do you think? Like, are they like, uh, like one of the corporations built them or something? Like, I know they're coming through time. I don't think that. I don't know. I don't know that one of the corporations built them because they. Um, Each island is run by a corporation. Yeah, I feel like we may might have failed to. Yeah, we that. might have skipped over that. Um, I don't know where they are from, but I do get the sense that the first ones that you get are old. Yeah. They're kind of like rust buckets. Yeah. Um, I kind of get that feeling too. And I don't know if it's because the game told me that. I can't remember. Or they just like feel that way, but they definitely feel that way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But anyway. I guess that's it. Yeah. I think it talked about my boy Archimedes. He was my favorite pilot. He's like a robot. Yeah, that I can, remember that guy. He he has the ability like D and D style, three point five spring attack style, where he can move, attack, and then move. And yeah. it's like, man, that, that is mobility is like, yes, extremely rare. So, uh, and Henry Kwan, who can like, uh, he can avoid. He doesn't take 
occupied squares into consideration when he moves. Like he can move through enemies like they're not there essentially. So he's really good in like a combat mech because you can like he can get himself in positions that other mechs can't. Yeah. And the I love all the like the pilots is really that's a really nice touch that yeah. they had to the game. So well, and also it you know it's a bummer when you lose one when someone yeah. dies you care. Yeah, because when a mech loses all of its hit points the pilot dies the mech the mech is fine will come back next game like it's pretty much done yeah for that, that round for that round but yeah well you can heal them but that is true know. and you can get like passive abilities and stuff like man i had you know how the they'll show you where the vec are gonna emerge yeah and you can choose the block you can move a unit over that tile them. and you can block them and that unit will take damage your unit will take damage mm-hmm I picked up a passive ability called like underplating or something like that. So no damage was oh, taken wow. when you blocked a, awesome. a back spawn. And it was like, it was a game changer because yeah. everything became about block those, block those spawns. Yeah. Like do whatever we can to block those spawns oh, because they're, awesome. they're free. So yeah, there a bunch of layers to this. This game. is a very good like, game. It's layered. It's a very good and game. And it is a very good game. It is very much worth $15. Yeah. Um, worth your money, worth your time. Absolutely. Totally. 100% recommend it. And particularly something that if you are uh, not the kind of person who is able to frequently buy video games, it and if you are into this kind of game, it feels like something that you'll really have the ability to just like play the shit out of. Yeah. I think you could get a lot of mileage out of this game. Yeah. For $15, and you still, get a lot of mileage out. And it will still be fun. It won't be something that you're like, oh God, I got to fucking... I got to beat this somehow. Right. Like, I think that you will still, if you enjoy the challenge, you will enjoy it throughout because yeah. it will keep changing. And there are three difficulties. Yeah. Like if you beat it on normal. God, I can't even imagine what hard Ooh, is Oh like. boy. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to think about it. Like yeah. I know in easy, um, then the final battle, uh, when I was playing it on stream, the, I, there were some really cool people in there who like really knew the game yeah. and they played it a lot and they were giving me tips. It was kind of like one of those situations where it's like I would talk through my turn and be like, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And then I'd pause and like, look at the camera and be like, right. Approval. Yeah. Right. And it's like, they give feedback yeah. and it's like, Oh, okay. I hadn't thought about that. Oh, that's so interesting. So it was really cool. Like this is a game. I could totally feel like you could get a group of people together and like really figure it out like if everybody's paying attention they could offer suggestions it's like well what if you block that spawn first and then you know do this yeah there's just in every war room yeah a war room yeah essentially so that's fun yeah and because of that i mean i had a lot of perfect turns because every turn was very like thoroughly thought out and like peer-reviewed you know (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah. So, uh, Jacob, thank you so much for being here. Of course, at this indeterminate time. At this right, whenever we are. Before the rise. Before or after. <laughs> uh, I Before we close it out, I have a few questions for you. Yeah, I buddy. normally would ask Tyler. Oh. But if, if Tyler were to give this game a beard okay. that sums up how you feel about it, okay. what kind of beard do you think he would give it? I think he would give it like... Uh, like a steampunky mechanical beard. Oh, like that, the beard itself is mechanical? Yeah, like the okay. beard itself is... Like has like a pipe or something coming out of it? Um, well, it's... it's. I just see it as the... Um, you know how uh, in Reboot, about how, how the bad guy had that just like really square jaw? Yeah. 
It just looks like that, but a beard. <laughs> okay, all right. On top of a regular human's face. Okay. Yeah. All right. Which might have might or might not have a real beard underneath it. Yeah. Probably not because the sunlight couldn't get to it. Yeah. Because you got to have good sunlight, I think, to grow a beard, right? I mean, that's it's always like, been my experience. It's like grass. Yeah. yeah. I go outside and lay right. lay out every day for at least 30 minutes. I haven't seen the sun all day, no. so I, that's why I can't do the beard. It's too cold outside. Yeah, it's way too cold. Jacob. Yeah. Jacob. Jacob. If Tyler were to give this game a pair of glasses that sums up how you feel about it, what kind of glasses do you think he would give it? I think he would give it a uh, clutch of alien bug eyes <laughs> that he is just wearing atop. That's really gross. His face. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not, so it's a gross game? Uh, well, no, it's that, well, it is a gross game in, you know, certain parts where you punch the vec and then they just like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, they right. do that. I don't know how else to describe it other than like... <laughs> Um, I don't know. I don't have an explanation for it, but it's just kind of like jazz. It just felt right. So yeah. I went with it. Well, and I'm anti-improvising right now. It's like, explain yourself. Explain hey, your nah, decision. Baby. Hey, hey, man. <laughs> Come on. You just got to feel it. Yeah. Ooh. yeah. I've always referred I've always. to you as uh, the Miles Davis of <laughs> video game podcasting. That is very true. Please change your Twitter bio. <laughs> <laughs> uh the Miles Davis of video game podcasting. Don't at me. <laughs> <laughs> hashtag dab. Hashtag dab. Hashtag dab. I keep th- I keep trying to come up with like a good um, video game pun for bitches brew, and I can't. I can't oh can't yeah. Come up yeah. With it. Yeah. I was um, trying though. I was working on it. <laughs> give us, give gotta, us a call when you get it. I got that going for me. It's you're like. Three years down the line, yeah. episode like 700, you're just going to hear me like, bah, bah, bah. <laughs> deeply confused. It would have been great if you had actually had it right then. Yeah. When he's, when, yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Again, anti, I'm anti-improvising you. I should have been yes anding. Yeah. It's Sorry. okay. It's all right. It's Sorry. okay. I haven't been, I haven't been trained in the arts. <laughs> it's, you don't have to be. No one, <laughs> acting is the easiest thing in the world. No one gives a shit. Come on. Are you kidding me? Just get up there and say, oh, oh, is that how you do oh, it? Oh, 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 I'm, oh, I'm the, Beth. I oh, have, oh, I have feelings. <laughs> what an idiot I am for having feelings. You know what? Acting is when so you put weird. it that way, it makes it really gives me a new perspective on Shakespeare. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, why do we that's have feelings? Da- Fuck them. That's all Daniel Day Lewis does <laughs> yeah. all day. Ooh. <laughs> Oh, I like oil so much. Oh, oh, I'm sad my kid's gone. I drink your milk Milkshake. cup. I, yeah, that's it. <laughs> milk cup. Milk cup. I do like a milk cup. <laughs> I do like a nice milk cup. It was, it was, Paul Thomas Anderson was like, it's milkshake, Dan. And he's like, oh, oh I'm an idiot. Anyway, rolling. The good Daniel Day-Lewis impression. I mean, hi, I'm Daniel Day-Lewis. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> doing a super cool face with it. Also, I know. I wish everyone could see it. That's okay. Time. They can visualize it. Just imagine Jacob doing a Daniel Day Lewis face, and you got it. Imagine Daniel Day Lewis. Well, there you go. Really what yeah. it looks like. Yeah. It, well, you know what? When you did it, I was kind of like <laughs> transported to like his room. I guess you know. 
I his know. room, which looks like your room. It looks, yeah. But it's his. It's very weird. Yeah, it's like a very nicer version of this room <laughs> that we're recording this in. For, He's, for Daniel Day-Lewis's <laughs> Twitch stream. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> He's got this green screen of the lights. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play smart ball today. <laughs> Uh, thank, he's been actually really quiet. He's been, he's, <laughs> he's been playing here. into the breach on the couch this entire time. <laughs> oh man. Uh, thanks for being here, of man. Course, buddy. I really appreciate it. Yeah. I don't know when this is going to come out, yeah, but it's nice to have one that might come out next week, might yeah. come out next month, yeah. might come out next year. I don't know. Hopefully whenever it comes out into the breach is on sale. Yeah, there we go. Go buy we're, it. We're going to time it so that when it goes on sale, this is going to come out. Could come awesome. out on a Tuesday. Yeah. The moment I get that notification. It's, Ready to drop. Every time it goes on sale, I'm going to publish this episode. <laughs> <laughs> so it well, it'll be like traveling in time each time. All right, we got to redo the podcast where we <laughs> pretended that we've traveled through time to record the podcast. We are traveling Fuck. through time right now. I mean, we are, whether we like it or not. Just by virtue, by virtue of recording it now mm-hmm. and never knowing when we are going to release it. Right. We're, We're time, time travelers. travelers. Yeah. All right. Well, that's cool. I feel awesome now. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Thanks for listening, everybody. You can find us on iTunes and Stitcher. You can also find us on YouTube. Executive Bruiser Janie, thank you very much. Uh, she uploads uh, our past episodes on there that are no longer on the RSS she uploads feed. our past. So she does. Time travel again. Fuck uh, yeah. And also, hey, we're on Facebook. You know how to use that. Just search for Tadpog. Uh, we're on Twitter. You can find us. Uh, just search for Tadpog. And we're on Twitch. Just they're, search for Tadpog. They're catching up to me on Facebook. Maybe by the time it comes out, they will have already surpassed me. But it does feel inevitable that they will surpass me. So, like, go like Tadpog and li- just get the mountain even higher for me to surpass <laughs> eventually someday. Or like Jacob's page, nah, too. Nah, fucking no one. Everyone who listens to Tadpog, who was going to like my page, has already liked my page. It's over. Well, that's how I feel. I have, like, every t- every time I plug it at the end of episodes, and I'm always like, oh, maybe I'll get one or two likes out of it. Fucking nothing. Nothing. I, You know, I'm, I'm glad that you said whatever you plug things at the end, because I didn't ask if there's anything that you wanted to plug. A lot of it had to do with the fact that I don't know when this is coming out. Oh, yeah. But where can where can people find you? Jake Hopster on Instagram, Jake Hopster on Twitter. Uh, Jacob, you can go to tinyurl.com slash Jacob Bjork to get to my Facebook page. Tiny also, Facebook page. Also, too, uh, there's one other thing. If you're interested in liking it um, that I guess I'll mention here, there I'm part of a film collective that is just starting called Mirror Box Films. Um, is Mirror Box one or two, two words? Two words. Um, yeah, and uh, yeah, they're doing some really cool stuff over there. Go cool. like that if you're into movies. Cool. I didn't know that. I'm going to check it out. Yeah, 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 please. I posted about it on uh, Facebook here, I don't know, a little bit ago. But okay. Yeah, it's, but also too. I've been. I am on Facebook so little now. Me too. Like, the, on sh- purpose. Yeah, you know, and I do not think that, and I mean, far be it from me to like, get up on a high horse about social media because I actually, I really love social media. Galen like hates Twitter, hates Facebook, hates all of it. And I am very much like, no, your social media experience is the one that you deserve. You create the world on social media that you want. I don't buy into that. See, well, I buy into it on Facebook. 
and I buy into it on Instagram. I do not buy into it on Twitter. Just like you're talking about curating your feed and stuff or yeah. what? Okay. Um, but also to like, it is, there are some times that I'm hesitant to say something on Twitter just because I don't want like the ravaging hordes to come after me. Um, because every time I've even been like a, like a celebrity has replied to me, it has become too much for me within like 15 minutes. I'm, when does that happen? Fucking like several years ago, like, I don't know, Chad Ochocinco retweeted something that I wrote. What? And That's it awesome. was like, there was oddly enough talking about Daniel Day Lewis. That is not a joke. <laughs> that is not a oddly enough talking about Funky Kong. So, um, but yeah, and it's within like 15 minutes. I was like, how do celebrities put up with it? I guess they turn their notifications off, but like this was before you could turn off notifications for, um, people that were not following you sure. or people that didn't have a blue check mark or whatever yeah, yeah. the fuck. I was just, and so much of it was just like, you're dope. And I was like, I don't, I please take me out of this conversation. You don't need to at me. <laughs> if you're talking to Chad Ochocinco, what are you doing? Uh -huh. I, like all that I ask is a little basic internet literacy. Um, so anyway, all of that to say, <laughs> I do not feel that way on Twitter, but like, I don't know. Facebook is just like, Facebook is fucking up, man. They are fucking up massively right now. Uh, and it's a real heartbreaker because I have enjoyed my time on social media, but I am no longer convinced that it is good for people. Yeah, I know. I, I know. It's, and a, it's a tough place to be in because yeah. I feel like a decision is coming for all of us where we are going to have to be like, is this worth it? Mm -hmm. Is it? I know you like seeing pictures of your friend's kids, but like, is it worth it? All of the bad shit? So, yeah. I don't know. Great way to end this episode. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to find us on one of those places, <laughs> going, you can. Going dark. Go for it. <laughs> I don't, the thing with like Facebook for me is I just, me personally, like when I spend a day off of it, I'd feel better. Yeah. You know what I mean? It just feels like, I don't know, man, when I'm on there, it literally feels like, I shouldn't say, it, like it feels like a waste of time. Yeah. It does. Cause it's like, I'll get sucked in and it's like, I'll just, it's not, it doesn't feel like when I play a video game where it's like, this is like, I don't where know, it's stimulating. Based. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's no objective to Facebook. Right. I mean, I'm being just as productive one way or the other, but I mean, I don't know. I feel stimulated in a different way. Yeah. You know, so my big problem is I stay on there for too long. Yeah. And I also like, what's been nice is I've taken this new approach where it's like, if I'm not online and someone sends me a message, at this point now, that's just an email to me. Yeah. It's like, I'll see it when I get online. Yeah. You know, which is, uh, I guess. So that means I need to text you text more me. as opposed yeah. to, yeah. okay. No, if it's something that <laughs> like know. you want to talk to me about yeah. like immediately. Yeah. Text okay. me because otherwise it's, I don't, I'll just see it whenever I log in to Facebook okay. or something. Um, I haven't gotten to the point where I'm turning, like, I haven't turned notifications off. Yeah. That's why, like, when you DM me on, on Twitter, like, I get a notification and it's yeah. like, oh, okay. But, like, Messenger and stuff like that, yeah, I'm not. All right. I'm not nearly as active as I used to be. Good to know. So, and I missed, and I missed your post about nah. Mirrorbox Films. So, I'm glad that you told me. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. Like, I don't know. I don't know if anything, but, you know, whenever this is released, who knows? Like we might have some movies to talk about, but we'll see. We'll see. May or may not be Funky Kong based. I'm guessing. Uh, I mean, I cannot comment. All right. Okay. I cannot Excellent. confirm nor deny. 
But it does involve who, Daniel Day-Lewis. Yeah. Plus, <laughs> and Ocho like, Cinco. It, it involves Daniel Day-Lewis, Ocho Cinco. And the Rock. Like, and definitely a surfboard. Yeah. <laughs> Daniel Day-Lewis plays the surfboard. Yeah. And Ocho Cinco plays. <laughs> nah, <wait>. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe not. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> We're going now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Daniel Day Lewis plays Funky Kong. <laughs> yeah, it's like an Eddie Murphy movie, but with Daniel Day Lewis, he yeah. just plays everybody. Plays everyone. Yeah. Oh man, DDL as like Donkey Kong would be so good. I would love it. Yeah. I would. I would. I would go to that in a minute. Yeah. If I found out that he uh, was in the Sonic the Hedgehog movie, it would make me feel better about the Sonic the Hedgehog movie. Oh man. Yeah. What a get that would be for That'd them. Be pretty great. They need to. They need to straight up own that that movie is a comedy and yeah. i think people would kind of start chilling the fuck up about it you know because yeah. it's like it does look super disturbing but like when you look at the cast and like you know jim carrey's yeah. involved it's like well this is not is jim to be- carrey gonna be a robotnik yeah huh yeah right i want to see like, that that works it did work i don't know if it still works yeah i'm curious true. to see that guy is in a hole yeah yeah <laughs> I don't, yeah. and I don't know how he's ever gonna get out. It probably, but I'm not. sure that he would be like, "No, man, you're in the <laughs> you're hole. Right. I'm doing right. fine." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but if if he were in a hole, I doubt it's the Sonic the Hedgehog movie that's gonna get him out of there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know who I'd love to see play Doctor Robotnik? Who is Steve Martin? Okay. And don't tell him anything. Like the director is not allowed to tell him anything about Doctor Robotnik. He just has a name to go on. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually what I want. I want the Sonic the Hedgehog movie to be, to be essentially improvised. Right. But well, yeah, I mean pretty they get a script. Yeah. But they don't get any like you it's people who have no like they don't know who Sonic the Hedgehog they is. Get day of. Right. <laughs> yes. It, we'll, we're going scene by scene. You don't have to memorize more than three lines at a time. <laughs> right. Exactly. And no one's allowed. It's kind of like when you uh, are called in for jury duty and they interview you. Like they ask you questions. They're like, do you know who Dr. Robotnik is? And if they like can't come up, like if they start naming like a surgeon or something, they're like, yeah. you're you're in. So it's not but based on like, their- well. Uh, I don't agree with him putting bunny rabbits inside mechanical bunny rabbits. You're out. That's no, yeah. no, thank Scratch you. Scratch off. Yeah. Juror yeah. number 20 is yeah. excused. Sorry, Sandra Bullock. You out. <laughs> <laughs> I want to live in a world where Sandra, Sandra Bullock, Bullock is dying to be in a Sonic the Hedgehog t- movie. Total Sonic, like loves Knuckles. Yeah. <laughs> Begging to play Knuckles. I hope Knuckles is in this movie. Uh, I bet he won't be in the movie because they're counting on a sequel. Well, do you think Tails will be in the movie, or do you think, I think Tails will be in the Tails. movie? I hope Tails is in the movie. Tails is going to be. I think Tails is going to be in the movie, and yeah. I think that the plan is going to be whatever. If it's a success and they release number two, then it's going to be the same teaser poster as before, but with uh, Knuckles on the other oh. side. Oh, yeah. All right. Okay. That's what I think. That's I don't know anything about it. but that's I mean, my, it sounds like you kind of do. That's my call. Well, it depends on when this gets released. <laughs> Maybe I do. Oh, this whole time I've probably been hurting your feelings. Think about it. <laughs> like, I can't say anything, yeah. but uh, just, let me say some things. All right. Okay. <laughs> let me just make some eyes at you about how fast I'm going. Yeah. <laughs> you are wearing a blue sweatshirt. <laughs> you know. All right. You heard it here first. <laughs> uh, the only other thing I have to say is that we do have a Patreon, patreon.com slash Give them money. Uh, I just 
published a post today of Tyler and I when? with our waifu pillows. Oh, I'm sorry. The 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 day that we are recording this. <laughs> at one point. Yeah, at some point it in the past. It was previously published. Yes. Right. Yeah. And I'm not planning on taking that content down. So if you want to see photographs of Tyler and I with our waifu pillows in a professional-ish style it's photo shoot, then uh, I urge you to Give us a dollar and check it out. I like the one where you guys were doing the wolf. The wolf hack. That was a Tyler idea. And it was like, that's a winner. It was. Yeah. He mentioned it. And I was like, yeah, (laughs) yeah, of course. Why didn't I think of that? Yeah. So, yeah. Very good. And that's it, man. Thanks again for being on. Of course. Um, Our theme song is Moves by Sycamore Drive. A link to that can be found in the show notes at tadpog.com. Jacob, how would you like to close it out? Uh, Why don't you pick? I picked last time. Uh. In the spirit of the Vec, let's close it out as I cannot remember his name. Oh man, Zorak <laughs> from Space Ghost. Okay, okay, it is Zorak. Yeah, right? I mean, it took me like I had to like really reach way back in there. Yeah, because you are the only one you remember. What? Yes, it's Zorak. It's Brack, and it's Moltar. Right. Okay. And it's like I'm trying to think of Zorak, and all that's in my mind is my Brack. name is Bango, and I like to. <laughs> it's like yeah, Brack. All right. So until next time, Tropical Capricorn. I need like locust sounds back behind there. And and we're recording and we're live. Yeah. And record and. Uh, it was the button press that got me. Uh, well, the reason I did it is because I thought I was recording already. <laughs> Yeah, that's why I. That's exactly why I pressed it the way that I did because I was like, "Oh, oh shit. we are not no. recording." And it's like, "Yeah, now we are." So everything bef- that would have been really bad. That could have been like <laughs> we a, just like just recorded through, a podcast and about then like the breach. Oh man, I forgot to. You it's know, like you know what? Let's just roll right into a second episode. Yeah, let's, let's just, just right. Let's talk about Spider Man. <laughs>